this is Commander McCarter. I'm a hard-bitten military man. I got a stogie in one corner of my mouth and an aviator arm in the other. <laughs> I'm here on the deck of the uh, Bullet Points cruiser. Uh, aircraft carrier, actually. Sorry, I got confused for a second there. <laughs> I haven't been the same uh, since the lead-induced dementia set in. I'm here with Task Force... Fucking... This sucks. I hate doing this. This is a Task Force BPM, International Coalition of Elite Operatives. Uh, I'm, I'm the commander. I'm, I'm from Canada. And I got a, I got an American here. Hoorah! I got use of coal. Hoorah! You can tell he's American. Listen, because that's all he says. It's the only way he communicates. This American. Like a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's Hoorah, Hoorah Man. Yes. And uh, we got... We got uh, a Brit here. We got Edward Smith. Rog, Rog. Now you got to use my you've got to use my code name designation. What, what is that these days? Um, I can't keep track. I have a whiteboard in my in my office, right? But you, but you crazy guys keep changing your code names. Uh, mine is mackerel. M- mackerel, like the fish. Correct. Um. This Never is see it coming. This, this is mackerel. This is mackerel. I'm <laughs> approaching the target. Approaching the target. Getting ready to engage. Mackerel out. <laughs> you do. You do sound like actually, and we'll get to this. You do sound like most of the characters in this. game. They all have the same voice. When you talk like that, um, we are talking about uh, <laughs> Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two, but not the one you're thinking of. We're talking about Call of Duty Modern Warfare Roman Numerals 2, a 2022 video game also by Infinity Ward, also published by Activision. Um, why, why are we doing this? Shepard sold us out. Mackerel, mackerel, you're out of your mind. Pheasant, put a lid on it. <laughs> um... Okay. Sorry, sorry. Okay, that's that's the last we'll we'll hear. I'm reverting to my civilian mode now, where I talk in this voice when I'm when I'm off duty. Yeah, when you're when you're wearing your civilian khakis and yeah, when I'm in my I'm in my civvies and I've got my Oakley sunglasses <laughs> and my yeah. my uh, hiking boots. Your tech your technical all terrain hiking boots. Correct, correct. And my yeah. side arm. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, why are we talking about this? Um, because with bullet points. Yeah, this is this, this is the, the game, game we're this, this is the game that this site was designed for. I think. Yeah. I think it in, was in much, one way actually. or another, the the progenitor of bullet points as a project was Call of Duty. So it's truly our albatross. It is. Series. our It is our albatross. Yeah. This is. Uh, well, I thought it was the the mackerel around our neck, not the albatross. This is uh, too much marine terminology. Yeah, I'm getting all mixed up now. This is uh, the game that we're writing articles about for this month. Um, I think we should just get to it. Like this is this is the biggest game of the year, probably. Right in terms of, you know, it is. But that doesn't mean that we necessarily would have covered it if it was no. But it's the biggest shooting game of the year, and therefore this is this is a picnic which we as annoying seagulls have to ruin. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Basically. Yeah. We can talk about that later. It this one aspect of there's something so strange this year, I think, and this is just the, the, the broader cultural impact of Call of Duty, that Modern Warfare two two comes out and there's something so sort of like pristinely 2009 still about the reaction um, in a lot of ways to it. It's selling like crazy. Like everyone's like, give me that, give me that Mao, Mao, Mao 2. Is that how you, I don't know how you Mao. Modern Warfare. Yeah, it's Mao. Mao, Mao 2. And people are, you know, you, you review it, people get mad. Uh, and then it sells bazillion copies it's wild it's time we are not moving forward as a people i think anymore you know we got halo infinite we got modern warfare 2 we got god of war just jumping straight in there with the big the big philosophical angles here on this game (laughs) well well, we're not there has been something that's like i'm like i've been playing one of these games a year pretty much for a good portion of my life now um and then you do it professionally and you're like oh this is still this has been going on for a long time it's all modern warfare we're stuck there's no more culture anymore jesus uh anyway what did you guys think of the game that's bleak (laughs) (laughs) um okay what did i think of the game right so i i queued up at midnight to get the original modern warfare 2 back when i was the, the the tender age of 19 and i like you reed have played call of duty on the year every year since um at least since the original modern warfare and possibly before i think the first one i got was call of duty finest hour which was the port of call of duty one to the ps2 and before i played this one i was asking myself and kind of saying to some other people i don't know why i do this i don't know why i bother because i'm always disappointed um and i'm always left feeling kind of i don't know how i how it happens that i end up feeling like not not surprised at how bad it is but still underwhelmed and disappointed right um and this one i think and do not take this as as praise this is not praise for modern warfare 2 as as such but this one did revitalize my interest in Call of Duty as a proposal. And I think reminded me why it is, if not worth it, then sort of necessary to play these games each year. There is something, I think, really interesting and vital about Modern Warfare 2 too. Um but that doesn't mean that I like it. I just think it's very, very... Uh, I think it's significant. Maybe is a way of saying it. Yeah. What about you, Yusuf? <clears throat> I... Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I do think that this is... Uh, whether we like it or not, an, an institution... It's similar to you know Madden, Madden and FIFA. Like why, why is it that the games that we play every year are either sports or warfare? Like it's very much like a reflection of 
Western culture, um, the NATO countries, uh, what, what we'd like to do in our spare time, uh, pretend that we're under attack by brown people, essentially. Um, <clears throat> the one place where we can win. <laughs> not, not, in the, not in FIFA, but maybe in, maybe in uh, Call of Duty. But I, I hadn't really, I guess I hadn't really played the, I hadn't played the first Modern Warfare, so I played that right before this one. So I was kind of like getting, trying to get caught up with where the series, what they're doing with this kind of re, revamping of, of the games. And it is strange. Like, I do think, like, obviously plays better. Like, it, there's a lot of ex- years of experience in terms of like how, how they constructed it. But it's both games to me. It's really interesting at how um, I think how like it's like a ref- it's like a reflection of how ideologically like bankrupt everything has gotten. Like even the first like Modern Warfare, um, just w- was like something was like a game where like it seemed like they were kind of even though they weren't really saying anything. It seemed like they were kind of wanting to say stuff and want, wanting to react to like the realities of the war and like the war and terror and like what that meant f- like how that how that like actually looked and 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 whether you know obviously it still valorized uh our role in it but it was like getting our hand like some way to to virtually get your hands dirty um and i think like seeing the games come back they're they're more brutal in many ways like the uh like i've found myself shocked by a few by a few things like just kind of just despite feeling like pretty cynical and and steeled to this series especially like i think both games have something where you have to shoot like terrorist partners and children not children but like their wives and stuff um because uh, they grab a gun and you you know become a combat combatant uh and i felt like i was like th- they would not have put this in the first modern warfare like it would have i feel like it would have really raised some eyebrows <laughs> and the fact that it's just like part of the, of the texture of, of these games like makes me like kind of curious about about like why like how the, how the same time they got more brutal and also got less like more ideologically diffuse and more just like kind of games where there wasn't really a big bad guy or or national interest can be competing it was really just like kind of yeah i guess it's like the like what is the war basically what does the war on terror now look like now to like american and, and like english citizens and uh you know like the idea like the fact that we like withdrew drew, drew from afghanistan and like it was kind of like this weird whimper of of uh of a withdrawal and uh no one could really raise up or no one could really like talk about it just because we're also in the pandemic like but it's also like the end of an era and these games are happening yeah. like around that point and like so it's, it's just it's definitely interesting to like dig back into it and like see what they're doing with the material that's kind of interesting like the way that yeah there there was another version of like i already wrote something i was going to write this month but i think there's another version of an article that i think would be really interesting where you look at modern warfare 2 the original and modern warfare 2 this one and i think you do see 
a lot of differences in approach you also see how similar it is too. Mm. I think you look back at those games and maybe it's you shouldn't dwell too much on this because it's like kind of a can of worms that could lead away from this game. But those original games I think were a bit more cynical. Mm-hmm. There was a sense of like I don't know. They had this weird blend of I think you can kind of read them how you want to. You can read them as being very like uh you know the war on terror is a is a farce american patriotism and uh british patriotism is is ridiculous and absurd in the in the light of like what's actually happening in uh afghanistan and iraq and i think you can also read them as celebrations of sort of like western hegemony and and also like technological supremacy and stuff too of just like being like look at us fucking go um and then i think you can kind of get either reading from those ones these ones i think are mean in a way that is really interesting i think this game softens a bit i think it has more in it that's uh i think the the really notable thing and it's probably something we should get into is that this game actually says uh <clears throat> at the very beginning even though they're they're uh you know they have what gorbani right that's the <laughs> so it's, it almost sounds like a joke to be like it's not sulamani it's gorbani <laughs> like fucking like simpsons like milk with vitamin r you know like um but they you know so aside from doing that they're like no he's like kud's force he's iranian this is like what he belongs to mm-hmm. here's mexico uh, which then they, you know, they also then have a another fictional country in this, and they have the one from Modern Warfare, uh, Modern Warfare One One, Urzikstan, which is like Sirak, I guess is maybe what that place is. The Middle East is getting very crowded with new fake countries that exist yeah. next to somebody. Somebody should make a map, like a atlas of like the fake countries in the in the Modern, modern Warfare series. <laughs> It's just like... And the real countries <laughs> right next to each other. <laughs> just like the continents are like distorted, like just yeah. the bulging additions. Um, but it is kind of interesting that they will sort of more clearly say in this one, hey, it's Iran and it's Mexico. And in the past, they wouldn't do that as much with certain stuff. They, they felt more comfortable doing that with like Russia, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but anyway, it's a, a long way of saying, I think this game, this one, in, I think Modern Warfare 1 2019, this is going to get really old to say, is a lot more nasty in like an irredeemable way. This one has some points to its favor, mm-hmm. I think. They're both really mean, sort of shitty games. Um, this one also plays not that well for most of it, I think, which is another like sort of a surfacey kind of complaint. I think Modern Warfare 2019 is like really nasty and is like a blast to play. <laughs> this one I think is a blast for like a quarter of it or a third of it. No, not even that much. And is not quite as nasty. Anyway, that's a long way of getting into that. I know though, Ed, like when we were talking about this at one point before and you were kind of 
talking about that same kind of thing too and this has been a discussion we've had before about like fake locations in games like abstracting things like what did you kind of make of this actually being iran well i think that this is the year where i stopped kind of i stopped laughing at call of duty i stopped i stopped chortling at call of duty because up until now i've been playing those games and found them laughable and found them silly and found them sort of immature and and um, kind of retrograde in their thinking because I, I was playing them under the assumption that they were trying or wanting to depict something from the real world and what I was seeing was them failing to do that in any kind of convincing or, or credible way. And I think that what's changed is that this year I, as a person playing these games, I, I feel like I've undergone a kind of conceptual shift and started to understand that actually that's not a t- that is not even close to what these games are, are doing. Um, and actually, what they want to do and what they're trying to do, they're doing very very well. I don't think that anybody involved with the making of Call of Duty is interested in depicting reality. On the contrary, I think that they are very interested in having appeared to have depicted reality and to and to use reality as an aesthetic to use reality as a marketing Mm. tool and what i see in this latest modern warfare is not a kind of laughable example of you know look at these kind of ill-read game developers who are faltering over every attempt to make a point about politics or, or, or are being kind of callously racist or are being you know, ignorant of the kind of nuances of a situation. They're, they're not trying to do these things. What they are trying to do is, is without wanting to kind of resort to cliche, is you know, have the cake and eat it, right? Or if, if you want to kind of call a duty eye is that, that metaphor, throw the grenade and still have it. <laughs> what, what they're doing is for every every single moment in this game that in some way kind of impinges on the real world and threatens to say something which could be taken as a as a subjective or an editorial statement or a conviction for every one of those moments the game pulls back or or offers an alternative conviction or, or subjective statement, or offers some kind of exoneration, like a, a way out. I, I, it reminds me of a film that I find incredibly sinister, which is the, the Todd Phillips Joker, where every time in that film, Joker does something potentially contentious, or again, that betrays any kind of like conviction or, 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 or subjectivity on behalf of the film or the filmmaker, the film will offer you a way beyond that. So I can give you two examples from the film and then I'll try and give you some examples from the game. In Joker, Joker's on the subway, he sees those businessmen who are, you know, catcalling and, uh, and harassing and probably in the process of about to being sexually assaulting that woman and Joker kills all three of them. Now that could become quite a kind of strong, albeit you know, blunt and crude 
feminist statement. Joker is an outsider, he is maligned, and he empathises with the suffering of women who are likewise outsiders and maligned by society. But if you watch the scene again, Joker doesn't actually attack them until they attack him. And so it becomes an act of self-defense rather than in response to what's going on with the woman. And that leaves the film these, this, this wonderful kind of uh, binary of possibilities. If, if you want to watch it and interpret it feministically, we're not going to stop you because that adds credibility to our movie and our writing. Alternatively, mm. if you want to watch that and for whatever reason, you know, you need the film to be apolitical or you would rather it be apolitical or our marketing team would rather it be apolitical. It's not a feminist statement. Joker did it to protect himself. Similarly, he has uh, a relationship with uh, a woman who lives in his apartment block who is black. And there's, again, that it sort of threatens to make some sort of statement of all the people that Joker can can sympathize and empathize and communicate with. It's a black woman because like him, she feels marginalized and outside of society. There's a statement. But then it's revealed that that relationship was imaginary and never actually happened and it was all in his head. So again, you can you can you can have that interpretation about it saying something capital S capital S saying something if you want and we can kind of milk that for Credos as the creators of this film if we need. Alternatively, it's all just a dream. So if that interpretation suits you better and suits our purposes better, that's available to us as well. Modern Warfare 2 does exactly this. Exactly this. So the the most genius example of it I think I saw in the game, but there are dozens. The most genius example is that level where it's called Borderline where as um, uh, uh, Rodolfo, who is Alejandro Vargas's um, kind of right-hand man, you cross over the border wall into the US from Mexico, you're playing as Mexican special forces, and you're going through those like backyards of these you know, suburban homes and kind of static trailers, and people are shouting at you out of the windows. And there's a, a, a beautiful and kind of meaningful irony here, where you are playing as the soldiers who are trying to stop by extension the terrorists and these americans are yelling at you because they assume that you are the terrorists they assume that you are you know troublemakers and it's implied to be because of your ethnicity your character's ethnicity and it's like wow this is you know maybe a little bit hard to articulate particularly what's going on here but there's something but then you go into another house and the same thing happens only now the people shouting at you are themselves uh, mexican hispanic of you know a non-white ethnicity and the game you know exonerates itself from having to be convicted or subjective or editorial in any way in that moment it takes away the necessity of its own subjectivity likewise yeah to to make this into a more overarching kind of ove you've got the villain um Oh, what's the name of the, the, the villain? The bald guy? The Iranian? Hassan. Hassan. You've got Hassan, who's positioned as the villain. But then also the, 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 the villain is Shepard, or Graves. And so this, this possibility of saying something about, you know, uh, Western attitudes towards like ethnic peoples, Iranian peoples, because they are villainized, is undermined and sort of unknitted by the fact that there are also... We don't, we, it, it's not that Hassan is not the villain, still is, 
but also there are these white American villains as well. So there's this constant process of kind of bet hedging. And this is what I think makes Modern Warfare 2 so intriguing, is it's this kind of, and this is like, I, 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 this is, I, I don't say this as a compliment, it's this kind of like postmodern masterpiece of meaninglessness, of truthlessness. If we live in a world now where the meta-narrative has died, fake news rules, it's impossible to know which star to follow, Modern Warfare 2 is absolutely of that dynamic. It is a absolute, it's like a piece of classical music in terms of doing absolutely nothing but appearing to have done, but not doing anything, but appearing to have done, and so on and so on. And I think that that makes it really it's sinister and kind of miserable and bleak, but still fascinating. And I actually think it's very, if you take that as the game's objective, it's extremely, extremely well made. It's just that that objective happens to be, in my opinion, anti-art and, and sort of hideous. So I, I'll say I feel like I've just kind of spent oh, everything I've got to say for the whole episode. So I'm <laughs> going to shut up now for, I'm going to shut up for a long time. No, but I think that's that's like that's that's it, right? The the one thing I will say, there are a lot of points in that, but also I don't want to, you know, talk about it too long. <clears throat> what happened to? I think there's something you can almost look at of Rambo three comes out. It says dedicated to the brave. Uh, is it dedicated it's to the, uh, the, the, the brave the Mujahideen women of the Mujahideen yeah and so is the Living Daylights as well the Bond film yeah and part of me thinks well <laughs> you, you you let that air out for you know 15 years or something and then it starts to get some notoriety that that stuff and um, and I think and and this is a, a part and parcel of american foreign policy your enemies and friends are going to be each other all the time given enough time and i think hollywood and uh, let's say just mainstream pop art in general is terrified of being sylvester stallone dedicating a movie to the brave mushadine mm -hmm. you know <clears throat> that 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 is like look at you 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 idiot look what you <laughs> look what you we're going for at the same time you look back at uh a lot of people i think in the in the center and definitely on the on the, the right wing of uh western politics not just american in uh, the late 80s and certainly in the center and i'm sure going some some aspects of the left until you get a little bit further along to where there actually is an ideology um, that makes sense and can accommodate things. Uh, you, you're like, yeah, no, that makes sense. These, these are the people who are fighting the real villain, the Soviet Union, and because you're just like reacting to everything constantly, it's, it's, you're gonna do that over and over again. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna be praising the people who are overthrowing their government that you don't like. And then installing a government that in, you know, maybe even two or three years time becomes an enemy. Um, because it's just, there's no coherence, right? This is all just, it's, it, you, you're playing whack-a-mole with evil 
whatever you consider evil, which is, you know, challenging the order. And I think you you get that Rambo 3 ending and that resounds through everything and it like through pop art and also it's just like the dominant ideology of our times which is fucking depressing coming out of like you know we're all roughly the same age like growing up during the iraq war and sort of seeing all these things play out that we've come to a time where it's like well just don't have a position because it's going to be embarrassing when you're wrong and it's going to people are going to get mad at you for being wrong so instead of being able to say like look at rambo i don't agree with this but at least this has a viewpoint and it's like you can just sort of like be completely opposed ideologically to it and also be like this kicks ass you know this is funny because i don't agree with it um and instead you get like marvel movies instead you get Mm -hmm. this game where you have this thing of just but what happens with them eventually is that you burrow through these things and it becomes like this frustrating and Yusuf, you and I were talking about this a lot with Far Cry 6. Far Cry is the series that breaks bullet points people. <laughs> like, Ed, I think, was it 5? Mm. Was the one that, I think, almost murdered you and Astrid? Chased me out of the gaming industry. <laughs> I'm, I'm resilient. I can play a Far Cry every once in a while. You got a steel belly for Far Cries. A oh, lead just, belly. Glutton for pun. I played all of fucking Kingdom Hearts. I can play a Far Cry here and there. Um, but like you, you, you get these things where if you follow, it's like you have, you know, someone hands you, it's like Christmas Vacation, like uh, a little knot here, you know, hand a giant tangle of Christmas lights and you can eventually untangle it through all of the false starts and like what you were saying, Ed, about like, this is said and then it's backtracked a moment later but if you kind of like keep following the thread all the way through and it's maybe one of the least rewarding kinds of criticism to write is doing essentially like detective work or like breadcrumb following you do get to something and what it always ends up being is status quo it's just what is the status quo what is like the lukewarm water of the culture right now and that's what it's always going to come down to when you follow these threads is it will eventually lead you to something where it's like this game i think is um very protective of how things are right now it's very like you know it's it's the joe biden call of duty i would say it's it's not interested in making things better it's also not going to actually say like racist terms it's it knows enough to know that that's not okay to do that when you were but talking, also... it just made me think, I was like, people are always saying, like, Call of Duty is pretty right-wing, but it, and that is true, but also, like, yeah, like, this, this like, the ideology of the series now is basically democratic, or, like, <laughs> like or liberal. Yeah. Uh, like, when, like, when I... you think of, just like, uh, you know, how everyone lost their minds and decided that Russia was, like, secretly hacking our computers to get Trump elected um like how far away is that from the plot of this game <laughs> or from the plot of these this series uh, that, that that idea that like or the idea that like yeah you can't basically you have to you have to work with these clandestine groups you have to you know uh send money to these questionable ukrainian like <laughs> like separatist movements uh they'll probably back or or syria 
I mean, they'll probably like back out eventually. They'll probably double cross us. But what else are you going to do? I mean, America has to has to ha- remain hegemonic. I mean, uh, like, what do you want Russia to take over? Like that's basically like this this whole game. And I think yeah. that that's that's the kind of final like, masterstroke is that this island hopping between it's the Iranians, it's the private military companies, it's the American generals themselves. What that does is it kind of it starts to feel like what what Call of Duty it, it, it starts to feel like it's in itself a statement of like you know real politic and and the the the, the state of our times where you know that the target is is moving and um, trusts are betrayed and yesterday's friends are tomorrow's enemies and all of that kind of stuff. It starts to feel like oh maybe they are accurately depicting the mood of the era <laughs> but they're not they're not that's not what it's designed for it's des- it's designed it's designed to be um impossible to hit as a, as a critic uh, as someone who wants to pin it down and say this is what it's saying and that's why that's wrong that's what the game is designed to be but in that design sort of perversely and and, and grotesquely and kind of tragically it ends up being actually looking like it's reflective of the you know the international mood or 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 the state of things and and i think that that's that's what makes it this kind of horrifying like masterpiece where in in well i think it's no never mind sorry i didn't want to interrupt you. I said, in, in like in diligently in spending hundreds of millions of dollars in order not in order to but devoting that amount of like you know labor and money into a campaign that will ultimately thankfully say nothing they kind of stumble on something that seems really reflective but that's not but they shouldn't be credited with that because that's not (laughs) the attempt that's just the accident of it um but isn't there something truthful in a sense of because i do think you often can Call of Duty to me feels like a litmus test of two years before they come out of really like American culture, I think, is is you can you can pinpoint it a little bit to American culture. Not to say that it doesn't surface as well, like say here in Canada or in Britain. Um, but when you look at this kind of like the nothingness and the, the contradictions and the kind of like aimlessness of everything there is something true about that is kind of like how power is working right now or that is like i agree i agree the, but the but they didn't the guiding ethos i don't think it captures anything true about people like people with you know flesh and blood and beating hearts i think it does capture something though about like hmm i even the culture feels a little too warm no but, I, but it does capture I agree. something i just don't think it does it deliberately no, no, I, I don't think so either. I think it's pure reaction. I think everything in Call of Duty is reaction. I don't, I I don't, like I don't even know if it's reaction. I, I think the game exists almost in a vacuum, but that being in a vacuum is what makes it somehow feel so relevant. It, it, it's, it's, it's absolute commitment to kind of equivalency is, hmm. is, is not in any way reacting to anything in the world except what will make this game the most broadly marketable possible what can how can we make a game that will will appeal to people who want to 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 think nothing about what's going on 
and also to people who want to maybe think a little bit about what's going on. They want a Call of Duty that's got some kind of, you know, um, uh, some, you know, nous, uh, if you like. That's what is charging. Yeah. What's charging it is how do we sell this to the most people? And then what happens is, or what I feel has happened with this game, is that that attitude, which is ultimately very kind of cynical and empty, just so happens to reflect and to seem like it is capturing something of the the, the current state of you know political or national or cultural power. Yeah, I mean, mm. I. I yeah, I think that's true. I think it like, I think like your original statement is, is like accurate, where they are trying to obfuscate uh, in order to use po the political as textual, which is also what Far Cry does, which is also why, which is why make what makes them such frustrating series to try and think about uh, beyond beyond the beyond a textual like examination or an aesthetic examination. Um, but I do think it's I do think there is. I do still think there is some difference in the original Modern Warfare game. I don't know, Modern Warfare 2, the original one, was kind of just, like, not... I don't think it was as focused. But the first one, like, I do think there was something in how it, like, responded to, like, the culture when things were... Like, when it was being made. Because, like, I think it was making a very definitive statement where it's just, like... You see, like... You basically see a, re a recreation of, a, like... You know, the series had previously been covering uh, World War II uh, theater and then, like, you know, the, the great battles of that theater. And then you get Modern Warfare, and you have a similar uh, engagement where American troops are invading a Middle Eastern country and then they get nuked. Like, they're, like it's, like, such mm -hmm. a, like, I mean, overwrought and, you know, basically fan fiction ideal, idealization of, like, or, or, or fan of fantasy of what is happening, but it's still... Like, you see the first glimmerings of, of just like kind of oh wait like, yeah like war is changing and, uh, like how like basically like what, the the ideologies that that got us to this point won't work anymore. Uh, we are in a kind of, and, and kind of recognizing like what was happening at the time where we basically like we were just getting bogged down and 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 uh like the the our leadership was just fa basically failing in a way that just hadn't happened in quite a few years so like it was basically like, there was like a point in time where like when the population had was just kind of losing faith in the leadership and i think like the new games are happening or ha happening in the state where there's like negative faith where it's like so far on the other side of the chart of like of people actually thinking that our leaders can like execute a war and win <laughs> uh and I think there is like, just even though none of that stuff is like morally like sound, but I think in terms of like what is like happening in the minds of the people who are writing these stories, um, well, they want to, they're you know they're using they're 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 cobbling together pastiche in order to build their build the the world, and then like that pastiche just has things like attached to it. That that you know that assign that you know that are sick that assign mm. meaning to what we're doing, even though they're, like you said they are not intending to do it. But I do think it, it is absolutely like there is something in of in it of in how it's reflecting the national mood essentially. And I do think like these games are have even less ideology because we also have completely lost trust in ideology um, and are are more aimless and, and have no and basically have no you know there is no truth that we can even point to 
as something that to react against or to believe in or to react against I, I think that's really interesting because i think the original modern warfare 2 has a really strong ideology it has russia invading america and you've yeah. got iconography like russians occupying you know a mcdonald's you've got russians <laughs> occupying um the white house and things like this um what i also think i see in that original modern warfare 2 is the beginning of uh the the, the sort of equivocation process in particularly the no russian level right where you as a american soldier undercover as a russian terrorist um massacre a, a, a group or participate in the massacre of um, dozens and dozens of russian civilians at an airport and then the level ends with your character who unbeknownst to them has been discovered as a cia agent um, being shot and killed by the leader of the terrorist organization and then your death because you are identified subsequently by the russian army as an american your death then precipitates and perpetuates the invasion of america so what happens is you've got the the massacre of all of those russian civilians at the airport but what the game does is move very swiftly on from that and uh, the tragedy becomes not their deaths they are never mentioned again in the game all of those people who were shot in what is essentially a recreation of the 2008 Mumbai attacks, they are never mentioned again. The, the tragedy becomes the invasion of America and the death of this one American soldier. And it's a way of instantly diverting attention, but still having the controversial thing have happened. We still have the massacre, but mm -hmm. the game does not particularly deal with its significance or its fallout or its consequences, it quickly shifts focus onto this fantastical narrative of Russia invading the US. And that, to me, is a kind of the, one of the first symptoms or signals of this like equivalency and equivocation uh, starting to kind of define um, the, the Call of Duty series. And what happens between the first Modern Warfare in 2007 and Modern Warfare 2 in 2009 is just a, a very simple thing like it, it suddenly becomes call of duty it, it suddenly becomes like modern warfare breaks the hmm. dam and this is no longer a game that is competing with medal of honor or competing with anything this is now the game this is now call of duty and mm -hmm. i without wanting to you know simplify it too much the money comes in the equivocation starts and that has now got us to this point where it is such a product and so much kind of depends on it and it kind of has to sell to so many different people that it, it cannot make a statement or it feels like it cannot make a statement and hmm. but go on I don't, I don't think the i don't think the world war ii ones have much of a they're not challenging anything either. no they're not no i i, I what, I, oh you I mean you, you I, mean I you mean pre-modern warfare one uh Yes, if I'm thinking of the 2007 <laughs> one. Uh, yeah, pre-Call of Duty 4. Yeah. Uh, like, I, part of me thinks they've kind of always been what they've been, but Modern Warfare, like Call of Duty 4, maybe that's the easiest way to say it, is was like almost like lightning striking in a certain sense, that it has this... It has a kind of verve to it that the others don't. I think maybe because it was trying something new. Where you do have that kind of like delirious mix of like 
over-the-top jingoism combined with a profound cynicism. And then, I, I don't, like, I don't know. Because I, I do think going back, and maybe this is something we'll see for ourselves at, at some point, hint, hint, <laughs> um, that I think if you play, like, the the World War Two Call of Duty, like, the first three, whatever, I'm not going to talk about expansions or whatever, but, like, I do think those are also very, it's it's different because it's World War II, um, happened much longer ago, but I think it's sort of just giving you the Hollywood story, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's, it's not, it's not going to challenge your viewpoints of, you know, if you grew up in any of the countries we grew up in, it's not going to challenge your understanding of, of the Second World War. It's just going to say, this is, yeah, just like what you read, now you get to play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's true. You saw yeah. a movie. Yeah, I don't think any of us are arguing that. <laughs> like, I think it is it is more of that. Like, they're like none of them are going to challenge the viewpoint, but they are reflecting the viewpoint. And World War Two, the viewpoint is always that it's the good war, and there's nothing bad happened, and we all obviously know that to be false. And the same thing with um, modern with with the idea of Amer- you know, modern warfare or like war and terror, like um, politics is like is that is the it, it is more cynical like politically as well like and not just in the video games like it's also in like our reality like like we were talking about there is the this post-cold war sense of just like yeah kind of still you doing proxy battles but it's just like not yet yeah, not actually like having allegiances to anyone or anything like it's a and it is and it has you know become about the operators and about um valorizing soldiers more than more than the actual nations um and, that, and that's just kind of so i think it's just like i, I still think like they're they're not they're, it's not a cha- it's not a series that's meant to challenge and i think um when when modern warfare the 2007 one uh and and also the modern warfare 2 like gave you these these um these shocking uh, this shocking imagery of like the very like you know the no russian getting nuked all all that stuff it's it it's meant it's meant to kind of really echo um mainstream political like viewpoints which is that you know old war doesn't it can't do it the old way anymore we have to like be smart about it we have to like make sure we fund the right people we have to make sure our like you know our our small special agent you know like the the um the the uh, assassination of like bin Laden was fucking valorized <laughs> like as like a oh. unambiguously good thing that it had Obama like fist pumping and, and then they redo it in Modern Warfare 1 where you like kind of or they re- re- reenact it where you, you break into a compound and shoot shoot women. Um, and this is like a mainstream like centrist like uh, centrist like un- uh, unambiguously good thing that happened. So I, yeah. It, the games are, are never meant to challenge um like the 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 liberal view of america's place in the world they're just like a reflection of of what that like what that play like you know what that involves what that requires what it takes for america to stay on top although i will say in this one you do get the stuff and i think this is kind of also what i was saying a little bit before of kind of following the breadcrumb trail through the through all the kind of twists that they put in to kind of 
make it so to, to obfuscate like whatever kind of kernel of a viewpoint that it might have you do have that stuff where it does reinforce in ways that are like plausibly deniable the villainy of other countries right that that america and I, I think we're at the point now where it's like well america and the uk are not necessarily great you know <laughs> it's like we can all we can all agree on that but isn't it better than like the russians like look what they do you have also i think this the strongest example of this and it's from the last game but you have like the highway of death being turned into well the russians did it Mm -hmm. you know which is fucking unbelievable still (laughs) one of the most incredible things that's been done in a video game Mm -hmm. and just pure like wow you did that Mm -hmm. um and in this one too you have like so if you think of the inciting incident in this game it's the assassination of like the not Suleimani, um whatever his name is gorbani Mm -hmm. um and it's like, well, why did he have to get killed? And it's like, well, he was doing an arms deal with the Russians. And it's like, yeah, and these kind of people, you know, if you assassinate, like, someone that they care about, like, this is what they're going to do. They're going to have terrorist plots that they try to, you know, they're going to try to kill your civilians in response for you very fairly killing like, mm-hmm. a general <laughs> during an arms deal, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like always this kind of suggestion that there's just sort of, like, it's like almost like a noble savage kind of thing like but the re- but like the rest of the world kind of the non-nato countries are are the savages right like it's these people just do not you have to deal with them this way and it sucks like all the mexico shit in this is like you know we're we have like warm open hearts we understand that the ordinary mexican person is like not a criminal and there's nothing wrong but like just look at the conditions that they have to live in no wonder it's so violent and wretched here and you know it's like this kind of thing of it's just other people get they're sort of like the barbarians at the gates for for modern modern warfare for modern call of duty i think the game Mm -hmm. attempts to protect itself from that criticism by having alejandro by having yeah. Farah, who is the designated, um, yeah, you know, ethnic character, Middle Eastern character, they have Nikolai, one of your comrades, who is Russian, yeah. and then they cast aspersions on America with you know Shepherd and Graves. Yeah, I think it's all part of it, but it's like these people are also extra heroic, Nikolai and, and Farah and uh, Alejandro, because because look at the world they live in. Mm. You know, it's like these, they have to be so tough. Like, you mm. know, Alejandro is talking about like, it'd be so easy to, to, to go wrong, to get bribed. And Farah in the first game, we have lengthy sequences of her watching her family get murdered and her being tortured. Right. Nikolai is just sort of has this like aloof sense of humor of like this very like, oh, I live in this corrupt, horrible piece of shit country. And this is what I do to get by. Um, their are beards. So they are beards for the game's worldview. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like they yeah. we, they all require it. Also, this still requires America to to take control. Like even if it's not like America, the 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 I guess bureaucracy or the government, 
it's Americans. It's the American like worldview or the world needs is still dominant. Like these, the, the, the characters from these like marginalized and third world countries that are getting limelight are only like getting that attention because they are, you know, on, on, they are, sh yeah, they're, they're on our side that they're showing like how they can, they can help us to maintain order. But then it's the not game... necessarily like, yeah, the game, the countries itself are just like complete wastelands, like in, in relation oh, to yeah. the actual people and they get, that are they... like getting highlighted. The game would respond to that by saying, well, it's Task Force 141. They're not Americans. In fact, they're British mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know, they're multicultural. And, and that would be the game's, you know, technique for mm -hmm. def deflecting mm -hmm. that observation. Um, yeah, they yeah. all put on their Brilliant. on their ghost masks, their Halloween costumes. So they and, become... that, and you see, that to me is like one of the most <laughs> wonderful visual metaphors in the entire game where... Yeah. The central character is one who wears a balaclava, has no name, has no identity. Well, no, he does have a name, sorry, but he has, you know, no no face. Simon. Simon. Si Simon. Simon Ghost. Um, <laughs> Simon. Please, Ghost was my father. And when the team all resolve that they're going to cooperate and do this, do this thing, as it were, together, um, the sort of strength of their unity is reflected by the fact that they all wear uh, identity masking bandanas, you know. Oh, yeah. The, there's mm -hmm. this sort of... Yeah. Um, a, 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 Anonym, anonym, anonymity and this kind of rejection of national ideology becomes a, a you know, strengthening and again it's that it's that postmodern thing where the only mm -hmm. choice that you're left with in a world where there is no ideology the only thing that you're left with is is personal devotion and this kind of spiritualized hedonism and this uh, and and you and maybe the people close to you and that's what the game is it's all about the characters the individuals and their relationship it's rejecting anything bigger than that and it's you know and it, this this is where for me the game becomes laughable this is where the game becomes something you can laugh at because it's this is something that it is trying to do something that it is trying to do is characterize all of these soldiers in a way that we're going to find you know um like affable and 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 uh, ingratiating and also get us to kind of enjoy their camaraderie and feel like they're our buddies in the same way that maybe like the fellowship in the fellowship of the ring feel like a kind of extended family for the period of that those three films and that to me is where the game becomes really sort of exposed because the the dialogue and the characterization and the the, the way that these characters are kind of written um that we're meant to like them is an absurd idea. They're rubbish. Um, uh, yeah, the characters in this game are it. There is there is an insidious layer to that, right? There is the, and there always has been. Um, Band of Brothers, fantastic show. Some of the greatest military propaganda <laughs> ever put out there. Of you know, it, it's it's a little bit diffused, and it's it's feels bad to say in a sense because this is these were real guys who were you know fighting actually a, a worthwhile cause but that show you know 2001 watching that you're like maybe you do end up with the greatest friends of your entire life get some rugged male friendship <laughs> in uh in that kind of thing call of duty is 100 percent tapped into that right in a way that is so and it's hardly an original observation or anything, but borders on, not even borders on, it's like downright homoerotic, a lot of 
the interactions in this one specifically uh, when they're complimenting each other. I think all I think all three of us were talking about this before, like the way that they're like the especially the mission and it's such a good mission. Not not the way it plays, but I think aesthetically and thematically. Aside from this happening where you're um, you're soap and he's been shot in the arm and he's uh, you know picking through this fictional Mexican city while this massacre is going on with his PMC but he's talking to ghosts the whole time and the two of them are just like flirting it up you know <laughs> they are this is like real like rom-com kind of yeah, dialogue it's a real enemies to lovers <laughs> yeah they're like you know I think at one point you're like soap is like so ghost why do you wear that mask all the time and he's or he says something about like i'm so good looking underneath here or something and, you know, soap's <laughs> like oh i bet like <laughs> oh he, you're not really handsome ghost <laughs> like it's it's uh you should show me sometime <laughs> <laughs> you should just like if you're shy about taking it off like you just come over to my place um yeah but yeah they they are i think there is something kind of like you know that's a, that is a bit uh, sinister that you can make about kind of selling that fantasy. I think the that last scene in Generation Kill is kind of required watching for anyone who's ever been sold the kind of boys' adventure military fantasy, right? When they're all playing football and they're picking on the nerds again, and it becomes high school again. Mm. Um, but yeah, also it's hard to take any of that shit seriously. It's so absurd. And then you also end up with the operators as superheroes, um, which Ghost, Ghost is the face of this video game. He's uh, he's emblematic of that, I think. It is very, uh, it is very weird, like what they what they were trying to do with Ghost. <laughs> it does not he's, function. Uh, like, why does he have grease make grease paint on his eye eyeballs at all time? That you does got Mario. You got Sonic. <laughs> you got Ghost. But then, like, it's like. They're trying to humanize him um, without actually giving him a character, or without showing his face. Uh, and then it's kind of true for, like, all the characters, where you're just, like, like, they were all kind of, I guess, identity-less avatars in, in, the, in the first two, in the original games. And then um, in the, the series... It just seems like, oh, well, we have the technology to make them talk, uh, make their faces move in a realistic way. So we, I guess we have to give them characters. And then the characters they do give are just like all versions of Seth Rogen. <laughs> well, not Seth Rogen, Joe Rogen. Oh, I was going to say Seth Rogen. <laughs> That'd be so funny if they're all... I don't think it would be... Either. I'm stuck in this war. Isn't that like the plot of the movie that oh, Pineapple got Express. Sony hacked? No, the 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 one set in North Korea, where the they interview. like assassinate. The yeah. Oh, they get stuck in a yeah battle. Oh my god, I forgot Dude. that movie fucking existed. Task Force One, <sighs> one for one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think one. Th- and I'd have to also go back to the original Modern Warfare games, but I think it's like Captain Price used to get to be the one who made the jokes. You know, he was the one in, like, the original Modern Warfare who got to quote Airplane. 
Mm-hmm. Was it airplane or is it a naked gun with the Don't Call Me Sure? Uh, it's an unidentified SAS soldier because it's in the Mile High Club mission that happens after the end credits. Oh, okay. So maybe that defeats my whole thing. I was going to say, I just remember Captain Price being the one to make the jokes. And mm. like Soap and Ghost and Gaz, like, they're, they're usually guys who are just like, these guys, their personality is kill. Do the mission, kill the people. Mm. Yep. You know? Every, but I mean, even. I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's. Every character, Price, Soap, Ghost, at least, has the same voice. Mm-hmm. And I don't just mean, like, literally the same voice. Well, I do mean that. <laughs> but also, just in terms of, like, cadence, attitude. Yeah. You know, what, what they say. It, it's like there are lines written for one personality separated between three people. Um, yeah. And, you know, we've talked about a lot of serious stuff in the, in the past hour. I, if, if we still want to be able to laugh at Call of Duty. Um, <laughs> and look, look, I, I enjoyed playing this campaign. I played it twice. And I... What about the, the convoy... You did that twice? I did the convoy twice, which is one of the worst missions I think Call of Duty's ever It should ever be produced. so good. Yeah. It should be good. Yeah. It's a fun setup, and it sucks. Yeah. It's a terrible... Wait, one, sorry, the terrible flashback mission. one? No. No, the... the um, jumping from cars to cars. One, oh, yeah. Which is really that. hilarious, because, like, it's really funny, because that, like, jumping from the helicopter to a truck onto another moving car, right... That should be... I mean, that's a fucking great action moment, whatever film it's in. Raiders of the Lost Ark does it terrifically. That's a fucking mm-hmm. big thing. And then, in mm-hmm. that mission, Price sort of says to Gaz, Gaz, jump on another car and get another car. And then and then jump back on this one. Like, it's nothing. He says to Gaz, like, you know, Gaz, just go and, hij- go and hijack another vehicle. Like, yeah. You're driving down this road at what is meant to be like 70 miles an hour. And Captain Price is kind of says to Gaz, Gaz, uh, just, just requisition another vehicle and meet us up ahead. Huh? And like you, it's so weird when you like fall out of the car and you're like, now do I do? Yeah. (laughs) And and, but that mission, it feels like it's it's meant to be going really fast, but it feels it crawls along. It really crawls along. It's so easy to miss those jumps. The jumps, Mm -hmm. I think, is the the jumps are shit. The driving feels really bad. Um, but I, I, I really. I can't believe. No, obviously I can believe. I don't know. There's nothing about Call of Duty that I can't believe. I can believe, but I, I'm nevertheless astounded by the performance of uh, the actor who plays Ghost, because that voice <laughs> is, it's it's not human. <laughs> well, it's a ghost. The de- well, it well yeah, yeah, but just the depth and the rhythm of. Bravo team will drop out here. <laughs> Alpha team, you stay behind in the plane. <laughs> it's like if a yeah, like if a Sherman tank had a voice, it would sound like ghost. Uh, which is perhaps the objective. Yeah. What if they just made the, the voice actor do crouches the entire time he was giving his <laughs> Yeah, lines. he's just doing squats. <laughs> doing squats. And then there's just like there's some real fucking clangers, like when prices and it's a line that they've quoted in the adverts and stuff, like Shepard's talking about how you know we can't we can't go and get Laswell back now that she's been kidnapped. 
it takes too much planning. And Price says, these things take violence and timing. I can do both. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> you can you can do timing. A fucking awful line. <laughs> and then there's one. It's the name of the mission too. I'm the pretty mission sure. is they're really they're, vi- really they're really proud of that. Violence <laughs> yeah. and timing. The whole writers' room stood up and started <laughs> applauding when they got that one. These things take violence and timing. I can do both. These things take. Rubbing your stomach and patting your head at the same time. <laughs> I'm doing both. Chewing gum and walking down the street. <laughs> and then there's like the one that like is both one that is both an absolute clanger just in terms of dialogue and performance. And then also this fantastic moment for fucking hell Call of Duty, you are really, really trying it on. Like you're not gonna get away with it that easily. There's a bit in that mission where you're playing as soap in the Mexican town after he's been wounded. Oh, is this going to be the one I... Okay. Well, every time he sees a dead body of a civilian, every single time, he says, you know, fuck it out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> fuck me. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Fuck it out. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the game wants you to know that it is outraged at the death and the murder of civilians. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And then, and then, oh, but there's so many parts of it that are good if they would just shut, shut the fuck up, up and then, that mission. And then Ghost gets on the radio and, you know, what is it? What is it, Soap? And Soap says, uh, huh, war crimes. And then Ghost goes, uh, no, sorry, Ghost is the one that goes, war. Oh, yeah, Ghost, yeah, Ghost yeah, is yeah, the one yeah. that goes, war crimes. And Soap goes, I won't mind committing some war crimes of, my, of my own. It's like, no, no, you don't get to say that. One, <laughs> one, Ghost being like, oh my God, look at these war crimes, is like a bit fucking rich. And then... Mm-hmm. Afterwards, Soap being like, yeah, I'm going to go and commit some war crimes. And us being meant to be like, yeah, Soap, do some fucking war crimes on these bastards. It's, it's, that, it's that the, the first mission that he does is a war crime. The very <laughs> first, the first thing that you do in Modern Warfare 2 is a war crime. And then later on, Ghost, like, you could not more literally commit a war crime because you play as the missile that bombs the general. You embody the war crime. Yeah. You are you are both the, the, the perpetrator and literally the weapon in that war crime. That that made me laugh out loud in your review. I referenced it obliquely in the thing I wrote just because just you play you play as the missile. Yeah. You, you you do. It's really good. I know you do, yeah. but it's just you steer, you, thinking about it. You, you steer the missile just like you would steer your character through through a level, and um, then I and then I yeah. and then I missed. I missed as time. well. It's fucking hilarious. I was like what the fuck? Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys are not ready. <laughs> well, the the fir- the first time I hit it, and then on my second playthrough, I, yeah, I fell short. Um, and it was it's like it was, you have to hit closer to the target. Yeah. Thanks. Wow. Game. Yeah, it was really amazing. I get to I get to do the whole thing again. Yeah. I, felt like, I, sh- no, my, I, I shot. I shot that. wide. Uh, yeah, I felt like I had my balls cut off. It was it was really really humiliating. Imagine that happened in the real world, though. <laughs> that yeah. is so good. <laughs> well, it probably does actually happen a lot. It just doesn't get yeah. Discussed. But just standing there, like, oh shit! Look right. at look at that over there. Look at that explosion. Oh, I'm glad yeah. that wasn't on us. <laughs> Pretty un- un- were, weird, were... unrelated explosion there. Anyway, guys, let's continue. Yeah. yeah. There were a few things that stuck out for me. The one of the things that uh, I asked if you caught this. I think I was talking to you. Ed, and there's that line 
also in the Mexico sneaking mission was Soap and and uh, Soap is Scottish, although they they really sand the edges yeah, off just to make he's, sure that he's you don't Scottish uh, by way of the rest of the UK. Just just in case he had anything that helped distinguish him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he has a mohawk, a faux hawk, mm. right out of the... That's a good look. Um, he's Scottish and Ghost, Simon, is uh, English. And there's a part in that mission where they're like... He's like sneaking through a cafe or something. And he's like, I'm in the cafe. And Ghost goes like... Oh, like get us a cup of tea, and um, soap mm. goes fucking Brits. Yeah, he's British. He's, Br- so- he's British. British. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> Scottish people drink. Scottish tea people love tea. A lot. Um, Scottish people drink tea as yeah. much as anybody in England. I I would wager. Yeah. But you know what? That also made me think: is what was going on that voice. Uh, recording. Why didn't one of the where the British actors say, say say Hey, do you want to save yourself some embarrassment? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Fucking Brits. Fucking Brits. <laughs> Fucking Brits. <laughs> which I'm not one of. <laughs> to be fair, though, sometimes I catch myself like being like mm, maple syrup, and I go fucking Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Canucks. Yeah. How, how um, dare you pour maple syrup on those pancakes, you fucking Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yusuf sees me putting <laughs> syrup on pancakes and he goes, fucking North America. Oh, <laughs> another thing. I'm not... Right. <laughs> Did either of you ever play Until Dawn? We might have covered it on bullet points at one stage. I reviewed it for... You reviewed it. Okay. A, web, a website. So you might remember the... Um, the kind of like Max Shrek interpretative dance performance that is Peter Stormare's facial capture. In oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Where he so is, like, it's like it's like <laughs> I think I said this at the time. It's like they've reassured him and said, "No, it picks up every one of your facial expressions." And he's just been like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's yeah. been like, yeah, sure, whatever. I better, I better ham it up because the technology is obviously not going to get." And then it, and then it has captured everything, and it looks like mm-hmm. he's like trying to kind of like dislodge a kind of infected tooth all of the time things like this <laughs> yeah, yeah this this game has the same fucking problem some of the facial mm-hmm. expressions mm-hmm. and it's, yeah, lava lamp face. it's lava lamp face absolutely with with price especially yes where yeah. i'm like what, does he looks like he's like doing like a lot of like chip monkey why does he look like a chipmunk first of all yeah why is he always chipmunk. blowing up his cheeks and like yeah. huffing and puffing Rough, rustling his mustache. This is a very strange performance. Yeah, and does not make him look there, cooler than he did in the first games. No. There, there's a moment in, I think it's the the 2019 Modern Warfare, which I tried to find a GIF of it one time, and I couldn't. But there is one moment, and Chipmunk is perfect, where he makes this expression during like an otherwise you know, business as usual Modern Warfare cutscene. Mm-hmm. And his eyes like crinkle, <laughs> and his, his, his yeah, chipmunk is perfect use of like his like little cheeks, <laughs> like the apples of his cheeks rise up, mm-hmm. and he, his eyes crinkle. Like he looks almost like a like a Santa Claus, like illustrated in the twenties, you know, like <laughs> tough guy Santa Claus. Yeah, 
but the the facial expression like cycles through that in like record time it's incredible yeah it's very strange decisions made some crazy face work going on um likewise from uh valeria the uh oh yeah what yeah that character was like such a good example like basically the 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 mexican the secret leader of the sin nombre mexican cartel uh great example of just like you guys don't know how to write a fucking story (laughs) Mm -hmm. no what is the point of that character like she like has like five minutes and it's made into such a big thing and you're just like you didn't do anything there was you had no influence on the plot like you pointed to one of the, where the missiles were, and that was it. She points. She does point to where the missiles are, though. <laughs> but they they well, make her seem so she, important. She, <laughs> she could have been like a radio message. Get Hassan. <laughs> she helped get Hassan into the states. Uh, right. yes, because they sheltered him. Sure, yeah. sure. But they do so she, much work to like set her up, where it's like, okay, she's um, you know, she's interrogating people. She's you know, there's like all these scenes, like yeah, when you're kind of like. Like you're yeah, at, so a, at her whim. Oh no, scary! That, and then it's just like nope. That that scene where she's <laughs> interrogating you is is really it's it's like it's kind of smart in a way, but it's also really uh, dumb because what it's doing is it's testing to make sure you 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 understand the plot. Because <laughs> it's asking you like, you know, <laughs> yeah. who's in charge yeah. of Shadow Company? And I was sitting there like, fuck, who is in charge of uh, Shadow Company? <laughs> and you know, Soap is supposed to know. And I was just like, Philip. It's like through process of elimination. Well, it's not Shepard. He's the army guy. It's not like... It's, it's not me. It's not Soap. Uh, so, yeah. Philip Graves? It's, yeah. It, I, I'm a... being interrogated as to whether I've been paying attention. Yeah. yeah. Very meta. It's like catching you up to the story thus far. There's a moment like that also in another torture sequence in, uh, in Modern Warfare 2019. When... What's the code name for the leader of the the wolf like the oh yeah the wolf and they're like who is the wolf yeah. and <laughs> i feel like if you weren't paying attention uh Farrah's, like resistance doesn't mean that much if you're just like uh I, my brother yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i i don't know <laughs> oh the the silent treatment huh <laughs> yeah i'm not telling you uh, anything playing hardball <laughs> Oh, there's one. There's um, one last bit we've got to talk about. There's one last bit I have not mentioned. I've not talked about this with anybody. I've not mentioned it in anything. I've written about the game. I, I have to bring up, <laughs> right, right. Podcast exclusive. Exciting. A, a, a BPM exclusive. The last mission in the game, where. <laughs> Play hide and seek. Yes, when Soap has to run around trying to work that computer. It's a uh, like high stakes, like, like hide and seek, and uh, what's that toy for kids? Like the bop it. It's like fucking Benny Hill, where like yeah. you run past the enemies, do a little bit of computer, and then you have to run away again, and then you have to try and make a little knife to stab one of them, and then. And they're like yelling at you on the radio, like "Soap, you've got to do it now!" And he's like, "Fucking hell, I'm trying." <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like the it's like anti drama. It is the stupidest way that they. It's because they have the crafting system. It's like well, we can't just use yeah. this in one level. We can't just use this in one level. This has got to come in later. 
which is, is like come on you, you guys didn't play titanfall 2 you could use one thing one you time can, it's fine yeah, one mechanic one level yeah why the fuck not no that was really dumb and also yeah it took so long because oh, i just kept having i was like i don't know i need to get the items and then like not knowing what what to make and then like kind of running yeah they can you know there's very it's not a very big floor no but they are very easily flummoxed <laughs> you just can lose them <laughs> yeah so true. Well. <laughs> if you just like get behind a yeah yeah like uh just a little barrier they'll be like where he's around here somewhere yeah. <laughs> i don't know um, where i uh i get actually maybe this is one thing because i think this is important as well this game uh i think has some of the some really good like some all-timer call of duty missions and also some of the most abysmal i think it it weighs out that there are more bad missions or mediocre i think more outright bad though in this one than there are good by far let's Um, see your let's see your list let's see your summation well yeah that's what i was kind of curious about and yeah like i think the there are some levels in this one uh i think despite not expecting it to be very good because it's very similar to the first proper mission in call of duty 4 the ship mm-hmm. is really yeah. good mm. the the cargo ship and then when like in the storm and like there's like a sense of urgency to it which is great um and like when the containers start uh sliding back and forth and you have to like use them as moving cover like that's great. They, I'm surprised they didn't try to milk that idea mm-hmm. like more mm-hmm. in that level, but it's kind of to their credit that it goes pretty quickly. That would be a great multiplayer that, map, actually, like that mechanic. Yeah, with moving crates. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the one where they ripped off. What's that really? Oh, it's like one of the most ridiculous war movies. It's like based on a true story in Afghanistan. Lone Survivor. Yeah, it's the one with like Marky Mark yeah. and oh. that guy. Mm. Yeah, that movie is fucking rough. But also, so the part where you storm the cartel uh, safe house, is that right? And then you have to retreat mm. down mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. mountain. Mm-hmm. And they essentially do... I think that's one of the huge, obvious reference points in, in this game. That and Sicario, mm-hmm. they pull from a lot too. Um but I like that as a Call of Duty idea of sort of retreating as they keep coming. Mm-hmm. Ed, you and I talked about this too. I think it was before Yusuf. You hadn't played it, so we didn't want to spoil. Mm-hmm. But I also, that mission near the beginning where you raid the three mm-hmm. houses and then you go to the crashed plane mm-hmm. and then you have to defend the plane and they keep coming uh like reinforcements come from across the field yeah and you have to try to hold the position those were really good the uav missions are good too they're also yeah i i, I thought those were all really the good. game was missing a really big gunfight a really big gunfight like a really large scale you know on long yeah it kind of felt like it was always leading to one i never got there it's always like little sneaky bits it's a lot of fucking stealth fussy fucking stealth and yeah. far too much of it in this one. Way too much stealth. And probably the convoy mission was meant to be the big. But the, yeah, but and then yeah. it's so, but it's so, it's so fiddly. 
Mm-hmm. You know, the Prison Break could have kind of been like that too, but it's not. No, it's it's kind of over too quickly. You think about some of those like missions where you play as the Marines in the in COD Four. It's like you mm-hmm. know, it's this big fucking battle in the middle of a town, and it's like high stakes. Um, or yeah, yeah even like the last Modern Warfare, like the kind of it en- ended very level, climactically. Right? Yeah, where you're kind of storming the storming the plant. And this one, you've got that's you've right. got the boss fight with Graves in the tank. Oh, that's terrible! Where he's driving around like Vulcan, Vulcan, Vulcan oh, Graves. Yeah. I hated that so much. It was very like Metal Gear or Metal Gear, but crappy. Yeah, it's like a bad Metal Gear boss fight. Or just like the worst encounter in like. Or it, I mean, it's fun for the first time it happens in like Battlefield, like the newer Battlefields, where it's like, oh my goodness, a tank! I need to I need to hide. And then it's just like they made it into a. Encounter. But at least, at least in Battlefield, like the guy yeah. in the tank isn't like on a little megahorn being like, <laughs> "You made the wrong decision, so I'm going to teach you some manners, boy." <laughs> oh God. Uh, so those are my good levels. I think the bad I, yeah. ones, yeah, all of those. Oh yeah, those ones are bad. I was gonna when I when I brought up just a I was thinking about my first modern warfare like where the just in terms of that theme of just like the the noble savage and then like the like that was such a hilarious plot device where they had like the american soldier or pm i guess he's the pmc he was just like i'm gonna fight for you farah i'm gonna give my life no, give my better. life for he's, your cause it's even better he's cia oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah alex or whatever yeah just that like yeah, find the, a, like a weird like beach bum California dude actor who's like this weird. So, is it Troy Baker romance? I, I think guess it is yeah, Troy Baker. Like yeah, that was very yeah. that was very odd. Oh boy, Troy. The 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 special forces um, off jerking. I guess mm-hmm. that's that's what I'll put it <laughs> in Modern Warfare 2019 is otherworldly. Mm-hmm. There's also that part where, and I think this is like becomes, it's also like important context for this game too, when Price, like how Modern Warfare 2019 has like the coming of age kind of story for Gaz. Mm -hmm. He's just like, he's just a cop and he's so frustrated by the red tape that keeps him from hunting terrorists properly. And that London attack could have been avoided if only he was allowed to shoot everyone in the city. (laughs) Just shoot into into random vans. Yeah, if he had just <laughs> been opening fire on every car <laughs> that looked funny to him. Um, yeah. But then at the end of it, when it's like near the end and they're driving, it's like after the torture, after they torture that one guy in Russia, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Price is like, essentially, you know, we, we get our hands dirty so everyone else can like sleep at night. It's like we we give so much, and the best thing like they can never know mm-hmm. what we do for them, and so it's like this really hilarious like martyrdom thing of like we torture people and we have to live with that, like we are essentially Christ, like we're dying for the world's mm-hmm. sins. Um, there's also like a, us yeah, special operatives. There's something which, which interest. I was just gonna say it was uh, sorry to interrupt, but I, I think if there's like something that's interesting about. Uh, both like the, both games where they the series itself <clears throat> they just have they're just like a, a cap point in the series where it's like this is a this is just what these are they're they're not about momentum like you're 
like they are about the status quo like they are about returning to like a, a to a to a base level but the base level is permanent warfare like it's never not uh engaging with some kind of enemy because even like with uh, the Farrah character it's like you know they, they play up her her story as being one of like kind of Oh, well, this is morally uh, less complicated because she because it's like a free, you know she's a freedom fighter, but she's not actually like liberating her country. Like it, when you go back to it in the second game, like it's still uh, like war like a war torn hellhole. Like there's just like yeah, an that, ex- expectation. Those never get better. Yeah, there's like a permanent just... state of just like yeah of being hell essentially or being yeah just like in conflict and all the characters uh that you play like that's their that is their story their story is not uh being brought into the war which and that also differentiates it from like the world war ii games where it's like um there is more of a sense of like this is a moment in time uh uh needing needing to act in this condition and then then your life moves on after that but in modern warfare it's like that is yeah it's not the case like i mean and it's true in reality too it's just like it's interesting how they like yeah the the stat like the equilibrium is just like constantly uh constantly like engaging in conflict well if they'd stop you know if they'd stop uh picking on us then we could all relax right like it's (laughs) listen we We just want to chill the bar and our masks and drink our whiskeys in peace we want to keep the price of gasoline and cornflakes <laughs> at the proper level. And if these people around the world wouldn't stop getting so upset about the fact that that requires them to die at 12 for for us to have that, then, you know, that's we could all get along. Nothing about... It's really unfortunate. Nothing about the special forces being characterized as like, yeah, you know, we get our hands dirty so the world stays clean. I think that's the line, right? Mm. We should hire you for the, for the next one. <laughs> it that ignores the massive fucking erection that Price has the entire oh, yeah. time. Like in this one, when Gaz like gets a headshot, Price is like, "Good shit." Oh yeah, he's he loves fucking it. like all of these guys. Like when mm. Gaz is like on the roof in that Spanish level. And they come running out, and he's like, "Sky's falling, motherfuckers! Fuck you!" Like, so, like he's like, <laughs> yeah. he's like taunting them, and mm-hmm. like, so when he's talking to Ghost in that again in that alone level, he's like, "Ghost, I think I found one of your knives. Oh, you might have done. I fucking slotted some pricks on the way in. <laughs> uh, I thought it was your handiwork because it gave me yeah. a fucking boner. Yeah, me and all. <laughs> it's like they love fucking killing people." And the game mm. wants well, you to thing. know that they love it. But that's the thing. That's that's supposed to be badass, right? That's always been the the yeah the problem at the heart of sort of uh, offshoring your 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 sadism onto your your best killers. It's, right? it's, it's not like, like they're solemnly doing their duty to protect the world. They are no, they love fucking it. Coming in their fucking tactical pants every five minutes <laughs> in Call of Duty. Well, you know, and that's kind of the problem of like, you got, you know, what was uh, there's a, there's a lot of other stuff involved with him, but you got like a Chris Kyle or something, right? The American sniper guy, mm. and it's like you bring him back and you want him to be like, 
Well, he's like white and tall and southern, so he's a he's a good like good old boy to get on talk shows. But the problem is the guy like he fucking loves like killing like children and, and stuff. Muslims and, and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's like nah, dude. Like you're not supposed to say that. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, supposed to love it. No, or or you can love it when you're doing it, mm-hmm. but only in like cool mm. cool ways. Yeah, I mean, which then it does tie into the ethos of the game because I think the game is like, yeah, the game is saying that we love it too, right? Like, it's like you, yeah, you you do love that. I mean, and then like the difference really is like we will valorize the people who will who sign up for this and who like are actually going to do it, and everybody else is a is like a weakling. Like the the shepherd is like cast as a villain because you know he's got the same hard on for war as everybody else, but he's doing it from his like glass office. He's not like on the ground getting his hands dirty with everybody else well he's he's lost sight of what it should be yeah right mm-hmm. yeah, he, mm-hmm. it should be about about the murdering come on shepherd <laughs> oh get right, it together it's it's that, 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 that it for another year uh yeah hmm. i i think so hmm. unless is there do they ever make dlc no <laughs> no they don't do DLC. no you're wrong <laughs> story's uh, over they're, they're not doing a new Call of Duty full title next year. They're doing a premium expansion for Modern Warfare 2. There's more Modern Warfare 2 campaigns. Really? Done. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing like a, a additional chunk of stuff for Modern Warfare 2 next year. So we will be back to talk about Modern Warfare 2 in 12 months. Do you think they're getting kind of uncomfortable with, uh, you know... Like, it was all fun and games to be, like, the Russians are evil. Mm. And then it's, like, now that's, like, actually, like, a relevant political issue is... We'll see. Like ...conflict, like, open conflict with Russia. That they're, like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we can't, we can't use those guys anymore. We might have inadvertently had a bit of an opinion on something. Yeah, like, whoops. Um, but that's, that's what I was talking about. They, they're so, like, it's so slimy and slippery where they're just, like... You're not fighting the Mexican army. You're fighting the sliver of the Mexican army who are working for drug lords. You're not fighting Russia. You're fighting mm-hmm. a general mm-hmm. who is funded by Russia. But you're not fighting Russia. You're fighting, you know, yeah. these groups that are all wearing Russian uniforms, That's speaking Russian. Yeah. So they'll, they'll continue. Yeah. I mean, in the, in the Iranian stuff, too, it's pretty brazen. Yeah, actually it is. That and and that's kind of the surprising thing that they were actually willing to you know, I totally would have if you told me this is going to be included here, I'd be like, "Oh, Gorbani is from you know, Uzbekistan. Ur- He's from whatever the fake country from the other ones is." I wouldn't have pegged him as being from actual Iran. Anyway, anyway yeah. I uh, yeah, I've brave, got to, very brave. I've got to say because uh, basically, there's only one port that my that works on my computer, and it's the same one for the charger. Uh, is for the microphone. <laughs> so, uh oh, uh oh. All right, should we wrap this up then? Lickety split. Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's, Ed, just do, Ed, let's, Ed let's is using his. Ed's got his laptop behind a table. His 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 apartment's being raided by. Um, <laughs> terrorists and he's <laughs> hiding behind under a table trying to do a Press podcast and X. <laughs> um you should should say 
uh, quickly. So bullet points, November. That's what we're doing for the month. Uh, and also Ed and I both reviewed it. So you should read those. I think Ed reviewed it for Polygon. I reviewed it for Game Informer. Uh, the reviews of the review, I think in both cases, are pretty funny. <laughs> um, that's always a good source of entertainment. And uh, what, what else? Yusuf? Or wait, let's do this. Ed, Twitter? E. Smith Writer. Okay, Yusuf, Twitter? It is Yumi Yu. Okay, mine's at Reeve Carter. The bullet points one is at bullet points vg right yeah yeah this is this is a non bullet this is points. a non-patreon episode as well isn't it i don't know for sure i think it should so. I, I think it should be sorry i've just made that decision for us <laughs> uh, what yeah i think it but if it's on i think it should be okay well then you should be paying then yeah that's what that's, that's what that's what i was asking because if you're listening to this which you are because this is going to be a i think we should do this one gratis because it's modern war you know like you know like some things that like that we should talk more about our monetization strategy. <laughs> like some things, you, some things should... you get in for free, like the Smithsonian I... or whatever, right? Because it's such a kind of cultural thing. The oh, the, the yeah. bullet points, Call of Duty episodes or ep- ep- this episode, I like the Smithsonian, and everyone should be able to access it. I think it for I free. think we give, I think we give too much away for free. I think people, I'm like a, a mad billionaire who just bought twitter i think everyone should have to pay for everything i agree with that here. i agree with that um is there anything else we want to say no we said our twitters anyway patreon.com slash bullet points if you're not a patron patron you should be um because we appreciate our patrons normal readers who don't pay we don't appreciate them actually that's not true we do appreciate you but not as much because you can buy love patreon.com slash bullet points uh you get access to the super culture discord you get a whole bunch of podcasts we're gonna do more stuff for the patreon fewer things for the non-patreon because you know mm-hmm. we gotta make some money mm-hmm. we love it we love money yeah money. we're we had to play this this game for you so yeah. so show 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 a little it. gratitude yeah, that's true. Actually, you have played it purely for this and for editing purposes. So, so there you go. Yusuf, we should play some multiplayer. I know Ed can't because apparently the last gen version is bullshit. Well, that might be changing soon, boys. Ooh, might help. Yeah, but we should we should poon some noobs. I'd happily poon some noobs as a trio, as the most fucking like redoubtful fucking cynical bookish squad on Warzone 2 <laughs> bookish squad <laughs> we're going we're going to win so good the bookish squad is going to be unstoppable yeah that's right send yeah send us, send us money to pay for our internet connection so we can play call of duty task <laughs> multiplayer force. thank sure. you task force Death. nerd boys <laughs> <laughs> Task Force One Four Five. <laughs> the new one. There you go. That's our clan name. All right, so I think that's going to do it. Uh, until next time, thank you for listening. Patreon, bulletpointsmonthly.com. Go there, read things. Thanks, everybody. Uh,
I was trying to think of a Call of Duty way to say it, like. Oh. This is Captain Price of the One Four One. Over and out. <laughs>